0: Hi, I'm Josh, um, one of the Life Group leaders, and yeah, I have the opportunity to contribute towards the preaching as well, and yeah, thanks for joining us, and glad you could join us uh, when we're in this beautiful Trillium Ballroom with this wonderful view of the city, you can see everything from here, it's, yeah, it's always really great when we're in this room. Yeah, yeah thanks again for joining us. I'll start with reading the scripture for today. Matthew 16:24 to 26. Then Jesus told his disciples, "If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it." For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? I think before I get started in digging into the scripture, I think, yeah, I'll just give a brief kind of yeah, description of, yeah, how I got here, who I, met, who I am, and, yeah, how I arrived in this church. I grew up in a Christian household, um, and I was a Christian for most of my life, but in many ways, I really didn't live, live out the verse we saw before, and yeah, this showed in quite a few aspects of my life. Uh, I, I didn't really serve in a church for most of my life, Well, yeah, I definitely attended it consistently, and I enjoyed going for worship, I enjoyed listening to preaching, I enjoyed gro- joining in in many like, church activities. And while these were all very important things for me, and, and they are still important things, and they really can be important things to all of you, my participation within the church and my participation within my Christian life was limited to being an attendee, being there, just enjoying the service. I think one of the common themes I could describe for most of my life was comfortable, I structured everything and made decisions in my life based on trying to achieve and have as comfortable a life as possible. I had a plan for my career. Uh, I wanted it to be a stable career. I wanted it to succeed within it. And so I set out the steps to do it. What classes would I take? I will start to focus on international economics courses. As university went on, I then had a plan of, okay, this is where I'm going to go for my master's. I'm going to go to LSE. These are the steps I need to make it there. Uh, And this is the job I'm going to have after. It matches my view of what I want in life. It matches a comfortable and stable idea. This is who I am. This is who I want to be. And every step-by-step, I set out the plans to get there. It became the primary focus, a major driver within my life. And then with the time left over with that, I, I used it for things I enjoyed. After I spent the time working, I would say, oh, I want to go play basketball, or I want to go for a run, or I want to go to the gym. These are things I enjoy doing. I'm just going to find time for it. And also just hanging out with friends. It's okay, today I feel like going to watch the Leafs. Going to go to the pub, or order some wings, just hang out. And then, yeah, I really enjoyed these things. Well, I, I will say with the it's like that sort of activity has become more enjoyable over the years. For a long time, it was hanging out with friends and the wings and the beer. That was a more enjoyable part of the evening. But, <laughs> hey, times have changed. There's hope now. Uh, yeah, and I, I spent more than just time. I spent money as well. And... And some of it was practical. Saving for a master's, as many of you can relate, tuition's expensive, and especially being an international student, it doesn't take long for that to take most of the money. And then what's left after, I spent it on things, yeah, I wanted, things I enjoyed, things that made me feel comfortable. Uh, and another lesson, and another thing that's, yeah, definitely not cheap, is food. Especially when one is a bit of a foodie, and I just might be, it doesn't take people long to realize that, yes, I do enjoy food. And, and what one learns is, yep, yeah, it doesn't take long for the budget to be filled up, and the money to go towards Yeah, Yeah. things you enjoy. With everything I had, I pursued what I wanted. I I blinked, and there went the budget. I blinked, and there went my time. And everything started going according to plan. I got into the school I wanted to. I had a great group of friends. I had a bunch of enjoyable hobbies. But it wasn't enough. I, I wasn't fulfilled I was anxious. I was not at peace. And there was an emptiness in that pursuit and in the outcomes of that pursuit. But why was this the case? Was I doing something wrong? Wasn't it the normal thing to do? Doesn't everyone else just pursue what they enjoy, pursue a comfortable life? Isn't this our default position? What is our default? On one side, is it giving, our, of our, giving up what we want and pursuing something else? Or is it to seek what we want, to seek comfort, to seek stability? I think even in the Bible, it points towards what the default is. Mark twelve thirty to 31. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these. We are called to love others as we love ourselves. There seems to be this assumption that we have this great love for ourselves, that we are seeking our comfort in our own good. And we see further evidence in the modern world. It's not just in the Bible. Just look at your phone. Do you want to go somewhere? Well, there's an app for that. Uber to the rescue. Transportation within minutes. Peter in the Acura will have you on the road in five minutes. Or you're sitting on the couch, you're hungry. There's another app for that. Uber to the rescue again, this time Uber Eats. What are you feeling like? Some Indian food, some Chinese food, maybe some junk food. McDonald's, who knows? You're really hungry, that's okay, I'm not judging. There's a McDonald's close to me, I definitely enjoy a Big Mac at times. And beyond just food, beyond transportation, what about entertainment? There's Netflix on here. Countless shows, options, movie options, whatever you feel like. And you don't even need to make hard decisions. Tons of money and time has gone into algorithms which can try to predict what you feel like watching. You don't even think the app will try to decide for you. So many aspects of our lives are building towards our comfort. These individuals who create the apps have an understanding of what your default is. They have an understanding. They, they want to monetize your desire to pursue your comfort, your desire to have this type of life. And for most of my life, I represented this sort of consumer, this sort of com- customer. I was in a place where I had what I wanted. I had made it into the school I wanted to, a great group of friends. I had hobbies. I was comfortable. But in that place... I realized the challenges in it. That at times, when I couldn't reach the goal I wanted to, I came to the realization that I could not will things into existence. And then even times when I made it to the goals, I reached what I wanted, I had my comfortable life, it was not joyful, and I was not at peace. In this time, God started the slow process of showing me another way. Now this realization of the lack of joy, this realization of lack of peace, it wasn't instantaneous. It wasn't this aha moment, I see where I am, I see how I've been misviewing the situation. It's a gradual one, and it's a slow one. And that's the thing, I don't know about you, but I can be quite stubborn at times with realizing I need to change direction. But fortunately, God's patient, and he's persistent, And for me, the move away from kind of like pursuing my comfortable life, it was quite painful at times. It involved many of my plans falling apart, and then someone very close to me passing away. And through this time of burnout and grief, God began to change my view. He began to show me... That I could not will things to existence on one side and then the other. What I was striving towards was not something sustainable and fulfilling. God began to focus my attention on what I was pursuing. I wanted stability. I wanted comfort. But God pointed me towards something better. A desire in me grew to serve God. I wanted to chase after him. I was done with my primary pursuit being chasing comfort. And in this time, I started to pray that God would change my heart to best serve him. I'd spent most of my life serving myself. And it took a long time to unlearn all these patterns and behavior. And it's a journey that's still not done. It's something I'm still working through and growing in. But God's faithful. And God answered my prayers. And the prayers led to a change in my priority. God began pointing me towards things we see in today's scripture, in the Matthew 16, 24 to 25. I had to learn to deny myself. Deny what I wanted most in life. I had to stop pursuing comfort and stability. And then towards taking the next steps in taking out my cross and following Christ to pursue His mission to serve Him. I had lived a comfortable life, but God wanted something different of me. I was called to something I didn't even think about before. I thought everything was okay before. I thought pursuing my comfort and stability was fine. I thought, yeah, I was just doing what was natural, it just, and it felt, yeah, enjoyable at times. But things were not were clearly not okay. And today. I strongly think that if things are comfortable, something's probably wrong. Not to say that at times, comfortable can't be a good thing, but if it is the consistent theme in one's life is just comfortable, I think something isn't as it should be. And this isn't only in the faith example. This is also in athletics, work, family. For athletics, in running. If you are feeling comfortable during your run, you're not pushing your body. You're you're not really growing. And as you get more comfortable to the pace you're running in and it feels fine, you're, you're not actually, yeah, you're not burning as many calories. You're not building as much muscle. It is not, you're becoming like, it's a good thing, your body's becoming more efficient, but you're not reaching your goals. If you want to attain something, if you want to get quicker, you need to continuously push yourself. You have to get to the point where your legs and lungs are burning. And it's not in just one moment. It's not just going for one hard run. It's day after day, run after run, pushing yourself. And again, it's not only in athletics. It's also in work, pursuing your goals. And many people here will agree, like in school, in work. It's day after day, spending the time, putting in the hard work, studying, spending the hours at work, getting to that next moment. And not just only in work, in family. It takes sacrifice to build a family. Sacrificing what you want, sacrificing your time in pursuit of it. And in the same way that it's the case for athletics, for work, for family, we also do see it in the Bible. Second Corinthians 4. We are afflicted in every way This does not sound like a very comfortable experience. The words used afflicted, persecuted. These do not sound like very comfortable and enjoyable words. If you're not receiving any persecution, if you're not being challenged at all for your faith, I would question if you're really carrying your cross and serving Jesus. In this verse, the Christian life is equated to death, but is replaced with something greater. Life in Christ, a life that bursts forth as we struggle. We see a contrast as well in Second Corinthians 4, but it's not a resignation to these challenging times. Our walk with Christ overcomes them. Jesus overwhelms the negative outcomes, but those negative outcomes and challenges are still there. And furthermore, the struggling is not only in the outcomes of us being Christians. It's not in just the persecution, the challenges we experience, but it's also in the pursuit itself. Another verse, Hebrews 12, 1-2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne. A rock with Christ is less so described as a walk, but more so a run. Something to be endured, something challenging. Many of the parallels I described earlier for a run, pushing ourselves day after day after day, Our walk with Christ is something that's described as something we need to endure and something that's challenging to push through. And it takes tiring work, not just in one event, consistently applying effort time and time again. We see in Scripture that the Christian life is not being sold as being comfortable. It is not advertised as the apps are. It is not here merely just for your convenience. But it is described as having challenges. But it's not just about the challenges, it's worth the challenges. The Christian life overwhelms and overcomes what the challenges that you will experience. And we see the Christian life is equated to death. In the scripture, we are called to sacrifice everything. There's such a high standard within this, a higher standard than running, than work, than family. The examples that we heard earlier, this is a much higher standard. And if we are willing to move past our comfort zone for athletics, for work, for family, why aren't we willing to push past our comfort zone for our walk in faith? I saw in my own life that how this changed. My prayers of desiring to serve started to change my actions I had the opportunity to serve when I came to this church and I thank God that my heart was in a place where I could jump in, where I could participate within this and it just showed God's faithfulness that he desired to change my view, desired to take me from a place where I didn't even think about serving before, where I didn't even think about pursuing something beyond my comfort to the point where I could serve, where I could sacrifice my time, could sacrifice myself for pursuing Christ. And it's such a gift. But there are challenges within it. Many times it's tiring. Many times you're put into tough situations that are demanding. Yet it is oh so worth it. To see what God is doing. To be a part of what God is doing. To see lives transformed. People to coming to Christ. People growing in their faith. It is such a wonderful, incredible thing. In which I can't even describe how joyful and how wonderful it is to be a part of it. And one thing I would encourage all of you to do is jump in. Commit to your local church, whether it's Grace City or whether it is another church. Just dig in, carry your cross, join in the local mission. This is a core part of the Christian walk. We see the example set in the Bible. In the New Testament, we see early Christians not only serving in their churches, but also dying for the churches, dying for their participation within the churches. There's such a high value they place on serving and being a part of that mission. The local church is an avenue where Christ can reach the city, where God can reach People in downtown Ottawa, where he can reach all the people around us. Help along with this mission. Serve in this church. Give of yourself. And it's not only for the benefit of the city. It's not only for the benefit of everyone around us, but it's also for a benefit for everyone within this church. Hebrews 13, 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. The leaders of the church hold an important role and responsibility in your guidance and spiritual health. Serving in the church frees up and strengthens the leader's ability to do this. The verse points towards this being in our advantage. Our joyful submission and service in the church is for our own good. Give of yourself to the local church, contributing both to the mission in the city, but also the mission within the church itself, to the people within the church. And throughout this message, I've been mentioning different ways to give. Your time, your energy, your skills. Today's we have an event, the Gift Day. This is just another component of this giving, another component of this serving. It's an opportunity to contribute financially to the church beyond your regular giving, an opportunity to help conti- contribute and sustain our mission here in downtown Ottawa. Giving today is just one way in which you can serve, one aspect of committing, to serving Christ. One way of digging in and committing to this local church. Invest in it, and not just money, invest your time, invest your skills, even when it comes at the expense of what you want to be doing. Move beyond your comfort zone. In these measures, it will be it will come at the expense of what you want. But it's worth it. At times it will come at the expense of your comfort and desire for stability. And I encourage you, give financially beyond what you find easy, beyond what you barely notice is gone. Give at the expense of your pursuit of comfort and stability. And giving in this way is definitely something I've wrestled through, going from not giving to giving irregularly to then starting to give regularly. It just grew and changed. I had to go with what I originally wanted, what I originally pursued, how I spent my money, to spending it on something different, to contributing towards God's mission. And a further test came when I moved to Ottawa. God really tested me on giving when no money was coming in. And I, I know many government employees will be very familiar with the Phoenix payment system. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> and for those of you who are not familiar, the, for years the government has been having challenges in paying its employees. And as I started my new job here in Ottawa, uh, I moved here, started paying rent, had to wait a while for my job to start because of a security clearance, and then I start my job and I get in and I start hearing about Phoenix. And I start hearing from the other young economists who are starting around me and hearing none of them are getting paid. And hearing that this is a very consistent thing, hearing that only 40% of employees actually are getting paid properly. And at this point, I start to think, okay, I'll wait a bit. I'm paying rent. Uh, I'll start giving as soon as the first paycheck comes in. But I really started to feel God say, no, you're going to give out of faith. You are going to give your regular giving as a proportion of the income that would come in if you got paid on time and correctly. And it was a really tough thing to do. It ran against everything that came naturally to me. The desire for stability. I want to pay the bills. I want to live a comfortable life. It, It built up stress and anxiety, but God worked through this, saying that, no, you are going to trust me in this. It's uncomfortable, but push through and so I did and I started giving and even with that God was faithful I was one of the few employees who's consistently been paid correctly over the last few years but God still used it even if it's like and I do trust even if I didn't get paid properly God could have used that even more but God used it to build up my faith to challenge me on truly what was I perceiving push me past my comfort zone and I'm so thankful he did and I'm so thankful for all these moments where God continuously pushes me towards serving him more, pushes me towards having greater faith in him. And I encourage you to do the same. In this case, the financial giving. Give beyond what you feel is comfortable. Contribute to this mission. Contribute towards this church. And just not just in the financial giving. Contribute your time beyond what's comfortable. All of you have been given such incredible skills by God. Use those skills for his kingdom. Pass what's comfortable, and it will take sacrifice, but it is oh so worth it. And if you're currently not at that place, it's okay. The one thing I would encourage you to do is pray that God builds up a servant's heart in you. Pray that he changes your heart. Pray that he changes what you're pursuing Change that he builds this desire to serve him and pursue his mission and carry his cross in you. It is such a wonderful thing and I'm so thankful that God has been faithful in this. That he answered my prayers in this regard. And I'm so thankful that I have had this opportunity to serve. I cannot adequately describe the incredible joy that has brought me to serve. And I really hope that you will have the opportunity to do the same. We will be having the opportunity to go to the communion table soon. And this is a reminder of what Christ has done for us the incredible sacrifice. That he has given so that we can be in this relationship with him. That we can experience this joy. That we can be loved by God and we can be close to him. That we can drink of the cup. That we can eat the bread in representation of his body and his blood. This is what he has done for us. And like that's the thing. Even if, if you don't give, no worries. Please come to the table. That if you are a follower of Christ, please come forward for this. And then out of the outworking of this, out of your changed hearts, out of your desire to serve in this church, I do ask yourself whether or not you want to give later in this, uh, in the worship. You will have an opportunity to bring things forward. Rich will describe that then. But right now, as we go into this first song, we are going to go up to the table. and I'll start with a prayer. Thank you, God, that... You have an incredible love for us, God. Thank you that you have a desire for us not to remain as we are, God. That you have a desire to change our hearts, to change our pursuits. You have a deep and wonderful understanding of what we're called to do, of what will truly give us peace and joy. And the only thing that can do that is a close relationship with you, God. And thank you that it is not by our strength. It is not by our willing things into existence. Thank you that as we call out to you, as we desire to... serve you. You answer these prayers, God. And just continue to build up in me, continue to build up in all of us an increased desire to serve you, an increased desire to go out to the streets of Ottawa and describe your incredible love for us to all those around us. Thank you. We are so undeserving of this incredible gift. Thank you. We are so undeserving that you died on the cross, God, that you sacrificed yourself so we can do this, so that we can experience this incredible joy you are so incredible God thank you